God, good morning, and second week in a row here in the beginning as we start, we have been greeted by some wonderful uh, weather, so thank you all for being here this morning, starting off. So let's take a moment, we would, right where you are, you don't have to stand to do this, but if we could, just for a moment, let's just lift our hands to the Lord this morning, and let's just ask Him to touch our minds and our hearts today. Father, we thank you today, we give you all the praise and glory and honor I pray in the name of Jesus that your anointing would be upon us today. Anoint our ears to hear. Anoint God this time together of enrichment and discipleship that we can grow in you, grow closer to you, grow in our understanding of you. In the name of Jesus, I speak your presence and your power to be made manifest in this place today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. The Lord bless you. Uh, you may be seated. I'd like to start off this morning if I could. And um, we're going to talk about some uh, something that we've sort of been teasing now for the last uh, little bit. And um, we're going to actually start putting some meat on the bones so that we can start heading down the road with some things that we have been uh moving towards the last uh, two months. Ephesians chapter 4, we talked about this during the vision casting last fall. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 11 says, And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And all the way down to verse 16 says, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. There's another um, version of that scripture that talks about the fact that when a body is joined together correctly, the body will grow. I used the illustration back in the fall that uh, I never had to walk into any of my children's bedrooms as they're now growing up and they're getting older. Uh, my daughter now is uh, almost 11 and she's five foot tall and I never had to go into her bedroom as a child and yell at her, grow! I never had to say that. I never had to yell that to her. I knew that if her body was functioning correctly, her body was healthy, then her body would grow. I think in our walk with God, if we are putting the right things into us, how many of you have ever heard you are what you eat? If you're putting the right spiritual diet in you, you will grow. If you're getting the right things in you, if you're, if you're part of the right systems in, the spiritual, in, in, in your spiritual man, it will grow. The fact so many times we try to in, infuse our spiritual man with sort of like spiritual steroids type thing where we artificially try to make ourselves bigger than we are either through uh, uh, some, some kind of crash course and fasting and prayer or, or we get real, really encouraged about something and we sort of dive into it for a brief period of time but it's a fleeting thing we, 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 we get real enriched and we, we kind of go away and so 
as we have moved into this whole phase that we're going into and we started on this journey that God has put us on, there's been two approaches that we have taken. Obviously, one of the major things that we have instituted and we are, we are building around the main cog in the wheel is small groups and we're continuing to grow in those and we're continuing to, to uh, minister through those. But the second part of that is which we have mentioned time and time again and that is discipleships. Jesus told us to become disciples. He never told us to become Christians. In fact, I, I, would, I would really be interested to know what Jesus thought about the word Christian. Not that it's a bad word, but that's never the word he intended for us to be used. He called us to be Christian, the disciples, not Christians. Because a Christian can be a believer without being a follower. But a disciple, by definition, is a follower. And someone who is being taught and trained. And so we are moving into a, uh, a, a phase of discipleship. And in that, I can tell you, be a disciple. I could say that to you, sort of like I, you know, using the illustration with my daughter. Grow, grow, grow. I could say to you, go be a disciple for Jesus. And you're like, yes, I want to do it. And you leave out of here all fired up, and then you're like, I don't know what to do. So what do you do? You go online, Bible in a year. What can I do? i got to read the Bible somewhere. Bible in a year. January 1st, I'm reading it. I'm Genesis 1-1. You know how many times I've read Genesis 1-1? Seven million times. Because I've always started a year of Bible ready to go. I'm going to do it this year. Genesis 1-1. In the beginning was... I'm like... And then I, I don't know if I've read Exodus two times. Because I get through Genesis, but somewhere by February, I've tailed off. And so that's what we do, right? Be a disciple. I've been a disciple. I've got to do this and this and this. And we kind of launch out. But the Bible says where there's no vision, people perish. Our desire in all of what we're trying to do is, number one, provide you the opportunity if you want to, not to force anybody to do anything. This is a free, free deal. You don't have to do it if you don't want. You don't, you don't have to be here at 945 to be a member. So you're here because you're showing by your attendance here that you desire to grow. You desire to, to become a disciple. So it's our desire to give you a pathway and the tools necessary so that you can see where you are, where you need to go to, and how to get there. Three parts of vision. This is what Brother Grossbach shared with us back in August that really it's simple, very simple, but it was very profound and sort of helped us go forward in what we're doing. And we'll talk about this in a few minutes. Three parts to vision. Without vision, people perish. But vision has three parts. Where am I at? Where am I going? And how do I get there? Most of the time with vision, we focus where we're going. But we don't recognize where we are. And a lot of times with vision, we see where we need to be, but we have no idea how to get there. So it's our desire in this 
uh, in this journey that we're going to go on. And it's, it's going to be a process. It's not something we're going to accomplish in a month. It's not something we're going to accomplish in six months. It's not something we're going to accomplish in a year. Really, discipleship is an ongoing process. I don't know if you ever can cross it off and say, now I'm officially a disciple, I'm stopping. You're always growing. You should always be striving to learn more, go deeper. And so uh, a lot of things we're doing, we're going to throw some information at you today. We're not trying to accomplish all this in a day. We're not trying to accomplish all this in a month. This is just showing you we know where we need to go. We know where we are. We know how to get there. But the timeline to that is going to be something that we're going to go through step by step. And so we're going to talk for a few moments today. And a lot of what I'm going through over the next uh, few minutes, uh, you, 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 don't, you may not be able to get the notes down. What we're going to be doing in the next few weeks, we're going to be giving each person here sort of a, a pamphlet that you can look through that will have everything that I will discuss today broken down. So if you want to take notes, that's great. But if you don't, don't feel like you have to remember all this by writing it down if you'll miss it. Within, hopefully, we doing, we're doing our final edits and some final graphical changes to our, our, our uh, stuff that we're going to be giving out. Hopefully, here in the next two weeks, by February, we'll be able to give every person in here a pamphlet that will have all of what I'm talking about today broken down that you can see, take home, and look over, okay? So don't get worried and panicked and think, oh, I can't remember what that is, and oh, what are we supposed to be doing there, and... And, and what are we doing? So all of this will be in your hands within the next few weeks that you can see it, you can look through it, and then as we go forward, you'll be able to ask questions and sort of see. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. And we're going to be talking about, I know this is what we, 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 we said, this is the launch of uh, Unlocking the Bible, and it is, and I'll get to why this is in just a few moments. We're going to talk today about two roads to discipleship that we're going to be going on to. Two prongs of approach. We have a standard system and an organic system. And I just hit the cord, didn't I? Did I do that? I shouldn't have stepped on that. Did I do that? Oh, your computer went to sleep. Uh-oh, where am I in here? There we go. Are we back running? Can you see that? Sorry, the computer went to sleep. So two-pronged approach we're going to be using, and that is going to be a standardized system and an organic system. There are two titles to that. It's going to be next steps. It's going to be our standardized system, and we'll go a little bit into what that means at next step. And the other one is going to be in our Disciple Makers Lab. Let's just go ahead and get the second one out of the way because it's, I'm not going to be able to go quite into that as much today. We'll get that more to you in the next few weeks. Uh, and I really want to get to more in the next steps because that involves unlocking the Bible. Standardized system, we're going to actually show you step by step each individual sort of uh, classes, things that we're going to be doing to help you go through a standardized system of discipleship from where you are, no matter what level you're in. If you've been here for 20 years, if you've been here for 30 years, we have stuff for you. If you've been here for 20 minutes, we have stuff for you. So you'll be able to see where you are and you're going to be able to see where you need to get to, and you're going to be, you're going to be able to see, what's that third part? How to get there. But there is going to be a second part of this, and this is an organic system. What does that mean? Organic from the standpoint, 
It's not, it's not directed. It's not broken down. But we have now have access to with our partnership with uh, the church in Singapore. I don't know if you remember this several years ago. Some of you probably won't. Maybe a few of you will remember. We had a partnership, uh, or we not a partnership, but we had a subscription to Right Now Media. Anyone remember that? Several of you did. I believe uh, when we before this before uh, last year when we were still together, uh, Pastor David Wright would send out periodic videos based off of Right Now Media. Right Now Media is sort of, uh, uh, everyone in here familiar with YouTube, or you've heard of YouTube. You may not be familiar with it, but you've at least heard of what YouTube is. YouTube is a website that has millions of videos you can go on to with all kinds of subjects, some not so good, some good. So what Disciples Maker Lab is, is sort of a discipleship YouTube. To a degree, where there are there are tons of resources on there in tons of different categories that will help you become a disciple. What we will do with Disciples Maker Lab, and we'll get into this again. I'm not trying to 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 escape this, but it, but I don't want to get us confused because I really want to focus on the next steps today. But Disciples Maker's Lab is where you and your small group leader will be able to sit down. And they'll be able to see where you are and you'll be able to talk about where you are. And then together, they'll be able to help you find things in Disciple Makers Lab that deal directly with where you are. Let's say, for instance, that you came out of a life of addiction. That when you were saved, you were dealing with addiction. And that someone else that was saved, they never battled with addiction. Well, guess what? There are things that you may need on your road to discipleship that somebody else may may not need. You may have come out of abuse. You may have come out of other things in your life that that others may, may not. What we can do with Disciples Maker Lab is we can tailor all the way down to the specific needs that you have in your life to help you become a disciple of Jesus Christ. And you'll be able to go on there. And one of the things we want to do with those is, is that we want you to go on there. You're going to watch it. And then you're going to be able to talk about it with your small group leader. So that that's where small groups come back into play. So that you can become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Let's take all that for just a moment. Put it over here. Let's go back to the word next steps. And talk about exactly what that is. And that's our standard standardized system. All of this really goes back to... Small groups. I think I said it last week. I said it Thursday night. And I will repeat it again because I want you to hear what I'm saying. Everything we do, and I mean everything, bold that, capitalize it, italicize it, underline it, highlight it. Everything. Everything we do going forward has to be approached from the standpoint of, does this fit within the vision? We cannot have outliers any longer. We can't have something over there and say, well, we've done this for 40 years. We've got to keep doing it. But it not enhance and build the vision. So everything we're doing works in conjunction with small groups. 
So again, I've said it before, if you're not in a small group, you're not going to be able to really get the full benefit of what we're trying to do. You've got to be in a small group. Got to be. It's not, a, not like years ago in the care group where it seemed sort of an option. You've got to be in it because the things we're going to be doing are going to be working through the small groups. But let's talk for a moment here uh, about several, four phases that we want to, want to deal with um, that are going to help you in this standardized system. This system has four phases to it. And you can kind of see it here. I apologize if it's a little small and you can't see it. But there's four phases uh, to this. Phase number one is the learning phase. We're learning to trust. We learn, to, we learn by, we start by learning to trust God. We've said this before. What is the difference between faith and trust? Faith is in what God can do. Trust is in who God is. You can't trust somebody you don't know. It's very hard. So what we want to do in this phase is, by learning, is we want to teach you who God is and let you discover who God is so that you can learn to, t- to trust Him. Phase two is discover to honor. We discover how to honor Him in our daily lives. This gets a little more practical, not just in who God is, but how you can grow in Him Phase three deals with servanthood and maturity. We mature by serving God and others instead of ourselves. Notice this. If you look at this, there's a correlation to what we're talking about in next steps. And when you see the brochure, you'll understand why we're doing this. In the brochure, there are four different people in the brochure. We have a small child. We have an, old, we have a, like, an, a, a, an older teenager. We have a... a, a, a a millennial uh, person, and we have an older person. We have four different stations. Why? Because as you grow in your natural life, there are things that you learn to do and places you mature from. A child is the most selfish thing going. A child is everything is about me, everything revolves around me, and if I'm not happy, nobody's happy. If you've never had an infant in your life, you don't know what that means because that little six-month-old who can't even say a word runs everything. Because guess what? If you're tired in the middle of the night, they don't care. They don't get up in the middle of the night and say, Hey, Mom, Dad, I'm hungry. Are you sleeping? I won't bug you. Their alarm clock just goes off. And the only way to stop it, there's no snooze button. That's not legal you got to get up and take care of that need. But as you progress, all of us get in that, and that's sort of that, that, that phase we go through where, it, where, where it's a struggle sometimes in, in certain individuals. But you go in that phase where it stops being about me and starts being about others. i got to be honest with you. If you listen to some people talk, they'll tell you where, they're all, where they are. Because there's some people, all they're talking is about where they are. Them, them, them. How does this deal with me? What's this? It's not about the kingdom. And it's not about others. That's spiritual immaturity. Now, if you're like that, I'm not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But it's a phase you need to grow out of. I believe Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. There should be a progression in your walk with God. 
I know we're teaching, but at least can I get a Baptist head nod? There should be a progression in your walk with God. If I could somehow today give you a growth curve or a growth chart of most people's walk with God, it would look similar to this. Here's the point where you get saved, and all of a sudden, I mean, you just take off. Whoop, first two or three years. But then about year three, four, five, it just sort of plateaus. And i got to be honest with you. If you are honest with yourself, and those of you that have been around, how much farther are you in God at year 15 as you were in year 5? Why? Because in a lot of ways, i got to be honest with you, we are very eager to learn and discover when we first get saved, but somewhere along the line, we start putting away that desire to learn and discover and grow in God and really starts getting bogged down in our life and our situations and our difficulties and God answer this and God do this and I've got this and I've got that. We're supposed to grow in the knowledge. We're supposed to grow in God. There should be a time in your life, not every year. I mean, we have years where, we, where, where it seems like it's just a blessing to, to be at the place where we started the year. But there should be a desire for us to move forward. I believe this, and you may, you, you may not feel this way. Don't tell me. You may, you may, you, 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 you just, you're going to crush me. Listen to me. If you were here, if you were here this morning, there is a desire in you to grow in God. I fully believe that. There may be one or two, there's always one or two, that you just snuck in here because that's what you're supposed to do. But I believe you got up this morning, four degree windshield factor, to get here because you desire to grow in God. Amen? So we're moving forward, growing in Him. So, phase three, serve and mature. We mature by serving God and others instead of ourselves. Uh, stage four, impacting by investing. Uh, we impact by investing in others to become disciples. Remember the four parts of the DNA we talked about in launch. See if we can remember this. Are you ready? Seek and save. Develop and disciple. No, that's number four. Say it. Equip, and what's the other one? Equip and deploy. Model or mentor and multiply. Those are the four phases that we are instituting and the cycle of growth that we want. Seek and save. Oh, come on. We just went through them. Come on now. Develop and disciple. Equip and deploy. Model and multiply. Those are the four phases of growth. Why is that important? Let's go back and go through it one more time. When I'm to seek and save, that's where I discover that I'm lost and that I need a Savior. You wouldn't be here today if you didn't need a Savior. We're here today because we needed a Savior. Thank God we have a Savior. But when I discover that Savior and I begin to discover who that is, I move into the stage of developing and discipleship. But as I move through that, there should be a desire to be equipped, as Ephesians 4 said, to do the work of the ministry. So, number three is I'm equipping 
Why am I being equipped so I can then deploy? You shouldn't be equipped and then not deploy. It doesn't work that way. So you're equipped to deploy so that then you can model or mentor others so that they can be multiplied. And guess what? We've said this before. We said it in the video we showed uh, back in the last, last, uh, the, the last small group we had in the fall. Disciples make disciples. Disciples make disciples. So let's look at this. There are three stages here of sort of classes that we're going to be providing. Now, let's get to the UT, to unlocking the Bible. If I say UTB, UTB is just an acronym for unlocking the Bible. So let's get that straight because sometimes I slip up and I'll say unlocking the Bible, I say UTB. So if I say UTB, I mean unlocking the Bible. If I say unlocking the Bible, I mean UTB. If I say UTB, I mean unlocking the Bible. All right, good. We got that out of the way. So, What is unlocking the Bible and why is it important? The first step that every person in Antioch West currently and in the future that we want you to take is unlocking the Bible. That is going to be the first step that we want you to take in your next step journey. So, Really starting next week, when we actually started getting, start getting into the, the teaching of unlocking the Bible, all of you that were going to be here on Sunday mornings at 945 are going to be taking your first step in the next step journey. That's called unlocking the Bible. So as we move forward, we want everybody to have the same first step. But notice this, unlocking the Bible should be your floor, not your ceiling. I've asked this before, and, and, and I want to I ask this again because it's staggering to me. Don't, don't feel bad if you, if, you, if you answer this question and you feel, how many of you within the first year of being saved had a full Bible study taught to you? How many? Hold them up real high so we can see. Look at that. That is just scary to me. That's probably, I, I don't want to exaggerate, some of you help me. That was maybe 30%? If that? That is scary. You know what that is? That's like birthing a baby, taking it to the front porch, and leaving it at the door, and just hoping they can survive. I pray in Jesus' name that we give everybody a chance to grow in God. So it's our desire moving forward. We've never done this in 47 years of Antioch. We've never done this to this point. But it is our goal moving forward from this point. And there may be one or two that fall fall through the crack. But it's our goal. Every single person, you and everyone that's to come, the thousands in Jesus' name that are to come, Every single one of them will go through unlocking the Bible. Let's just say that really. Now, now, hold on a second. That doesn't mean they're all going to go through it here. Because the first unlocking the Bible, I'm going to be teaching. But you know who the teachers are going to be the next time around? You. So as we go through this next 
three-month journey with unlocking the Bible, I want you to engage yourself, not simply as just, well, I already know that, but I want you to engage it from the standpoint of, I want to make sure I understand so that as we go forward and I'm being trained to be a teacher, I can understand the material. Because truly to understand something is to teach it. So we want everybody, we want to multiply our teachers and unlock the Bible. Because if we're really going to teach to thousands that are to come, that's not going to happen with one person. So as the next three months, we're going to be going through unlocking the Bible here from 945 to 1045. And we're going to be going through it lesson by lesson. I got to be honest with you, most of the stuff in there, a lot of you know. But I got to be honest with you, some of you need to be reminded of it. Number one. Number two, the approach and some of the things in there, some of you, it's been a while since you've gone through it, and some of you have never gone through it. So I believe everybody will be blessed over the next 12 weeks as we go through unlocking the Bible, and you will be enriched by this. But I don't want you to come and just say, well, I'm just going to go through it because that, that man told me i got to be here. That pastor told me i got to be here, so I'm here. But I already know all this. If that's your attitude, stay home. I don't mean that negative. But come and be engaged. Why? Because if you're not learning for yourself, learn for somebody else. Because that's what this is about. So unlocking the Bible is going to be our first stage that everybody, everybody, you and everybody to come, I want you to get that, is going to go through. That's why unlocking the Bible is so important. Can I say this? Because I know those of you that have been around a lot, you kind of, there's this, there's this underlying, and I say attitude not in a negative way, like you have an attitude. There's an underlying expectation because it's been done hundreds of times that, oh, here's another thing Antioch's doing, and let's just wait and see if it, fall, it goes through. Can I tell you this? I was joking with somebody the, the other day. We've blown this thing to kingdom come so much. There's nothing to go back to. So we either go forward or we just quit and go home. So if you think, well, just sit around and wait because we're probably going to go back the way they Back to what? We spent the last three months telling you why everything we've been doing is not going to work for God's taking us and really doesn't even fit with Scripture. And I'm going to... Really? So just let you know. It's going to be a bumpy ride. You might have some turbulence. We might have to put the fasten seatbelt sign on sometimes, and you sit in your seat for a little while till we get through some turbulence. But we are going forward with this. We've got no choice. we got no choice. So in case some of you are sitting back waiting to see if this is for real, it's for real. The only way it's not for real is I won't be up here, and probably most of you won't be here. And I don't mean to say that to be to be to to be to sound defensive, but I want you to know, I think God did this because God burned the bridges. There's no retreat. What did I believe? I can't remember. It's Christopher Columbus. I, this may be a more of a a, a, a a myth than it is reality. Maybe it was Christopher Columbus. Somebody, somebody who explored the New World. One of the things that they would do when they arrived at their destination to get their soldiers to change their mindset is they would burn the boats that brought them there. They would set the boats on fire and burn them. 
Because they didn't want the mentality that if things get too difficult, there's an option to go back. Oh, i got to preach for just one minute here. We're teaching, but I just feel something. You know why God does some things in your life? Because He's going to burn the boats in your life. So that there's no escape plan in your agenda. And there's only one way forward, His way. As long as you've got an escape plan, you've got one foot in and one foot out. You know what? Someone says, what's plan B? There ain't no plan B, baby. That's plan A. Because as long as you've got a plan B, you've got a fallback plan. And you're not fully invested in plan A. So you know what God does? God burns the boats. And we don't like that. Because it makes us feel uneasy. Because we like that idea that if things get too hard, woo, we're going. we got a way out. And God comes along and says, I'm taking care of that. Boom. You're like, that's a, that's a scary feeling when God cuts the cord and you, you're, you're untethered. So I'm just letting you know, I feel like where we are as a body is God's burned the boats. God has burned the boats. There is no going back. So I'm saying all that to say this. Unlocking the Bible is not another Bible study that we're trying. We're not just, oh, oh let's, you know, how many times in the past? Let's be honest, okay? It's just us here today. Let's talk about it. How many times in the past? Let's go do Bible studies. Woo, 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 woo. We were buying, un, uh, what was it, uh, uh, Into His Marvelous Light? We've done that before. Buying all this, that's great. But, but it didn't really fit, Mother Owens. It, just, it was sort of there, but it was a, was a fad. But this is not just a fad. It's not just another Bible study. This is the key component, the cornerstone to our path to discipleship. It's not optional. It's something we have to do. So that's why it's so important. That's why it's our desire for every person to go through it. And I've got to hurry up here because I've got to get to one more thing. And I am slowly running out of time. So there's going to be some classes. We're going to, every, every stage is going to have certain types of classes in it. First of all... For, for instance, essential classes. There, there are classes that, classes that deal simply with the essentials of walk with God, such as uh, loving God, prayer, giving, reading the word, spiritual, that kind of stuff. There are going to be classes that are going to be uh, to deal with um, seasons. We're going to call them enrichment classes. Uh, they're going to be talking about parenting, marriage, uh, finances, those type of things that will be going on. The way this is going to work going forward is this. Once we get through unlocking the Bible... Over the next little while, once we're through that, and we're all gone through that, through the first initial stage, we will then, as we help you, and we'll get in just a moment how we're going to do that, assess what level you're on and what level you'd like to begin at. Once we assess that, we will begin to release. We've got use. We have a great, great opportunity. We have an awesome Awesome opportunity. This Crofton Middle School is awesome. Sister Naria, uh, Secretary Quay, all of the staff here, uh, the, the custodial staff, Mr. Lawrence, Mike, all of them, Miss Lorraine, all of them are amazing to us, and they have just absolutely allowed us to do whatever we want. So we have access to all the rooms we want in this building. We're not going to use all of them, but I believe we're going to get to the point, if we stay here for the next little while, we're going to have somewhere between five to ten classes going on on Sunday morning when you get here. After we get through unlocking the Bible, there'll be 
There'll be some, depending on what phase we're in, depending on what's going on, there'll be five to ten, maybe up to that as we grow, classes. What does that mean? That means that some classes won't be very big, which is good. That means you'll get some attention straight to you. Sometimes the classes may be only five, six, seven. Others may be 15 or 20. We'll have class going on in here. But that's where we're heading towards, that on Sunday morning, we're not just going to be gathering in this room. That's not what it's going to be about. Sunday morning, moving forward, we're going to be providing nursery for those with small kids. We also have other kids' ministries going on to provide uh, child care for that. Uh, we're also doing some other things that are going to be uh, good for you. I'll just throw a teaser out there. It involves coffee. That's all I say. I just, a lot of people, good stuff. So a lot of things we're going to be doing, but as we move forward in through this and we get through unlocking the Bible, when you, when you get here, you're going to have choices somewhere, maybe three, four, five, six, seven, all the way up to as many as we can, classes that you'll be participating in in that first hour. How are we going to do that? We are going to do that by opening a series of classes in each level. You'll be able to sign up those classes, either here or online as we get forward. And then when you do that, once that class gets to a minimum size that we, that we, that we set, that class will begin. And then you'll go through that class. And our desire is, and you'll see this in one of the pamphlets we got, there are a certain amount of classes we have in each category so that you can Go through these classes, and if you'd like, you can move on to the next class and so on and move on to the next stage. You will be able to see this. You'll be able to do this. And again, why is all this the case? Are we just doing this to take up more of your time? Absolutely not. But it's my desire, hopefully your desire, to grow. You can't grow through preaching. I'm sorry. You can't find in that book where people grew through preaching and coming to church doesn't make you grow either someone said this it's not original with me you probably heard it walking into a, walking to church doesn't make you a Christian anymore than walking to a gym gym puts you in shape you can't just walk in and look and go oh I'm, I'm already changed there's got to be investment not just investment here but investment outside of here so what we're doing through small groups, what we're doing here is not to take up your time, but it's hopefully that you can grow, that you can help others grow, and that the kingdom can grow. Amen? Praise God. Really quickly here, I've got uh, 17 minutes, and I should be able to get through this uh, before we're done. Then we're going to take a little break, and then we'll have our main worship gathering at 11. Tonight in small group, this afternoon in small group, or this uh, evening in small group, you will be receiving a self-assessment uh, breakdown here, paper, that you're going to go through tonight in, in small groups. Let me tell you what this is uh, so that you understand. What we're going to be doing with this and what we're asking you to do with this is, first of all, try to be as honest as you can. And I say that not because that, you're, that you would be dishonest, but really, no, really, really try to take a moment and see where you are. Remember, three parts to vision. What were the three parts of division? Where I'm going, where I'm at, how do I get there? I, I used this illustration before, and I'll use it again. If, if, uh, if, if Brother, uh, Brother Ingram says, uh, uh, how do I get to the mall? How do I get to the mall? 
And so I just start saying, well, if you go uh, down Ritchie Highway and you're heading there and you get on 50, he's like, Ritchie Highway, I don't know where that is. Because really to get him to where he needs to go, I've got to start with where he's at. So we want you to help us as we work together and your small group leader works with you to sort of assess together where you are. It's not a test. We're not doing this to, we're not doing this to, 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 to expose you. We want to help you work together with you so we can assess where you are so that we can work together and you can see where you are and you can see what tools we're going to give you to where you are so then you can see where you need to go. And then the third one again, how to get there. So let's go through this real quickly so you understand it. Let me say this really quickly as a disclaimer to our small group leaders that are here. If you have guests tonight in your small group, they do not, and I recommend that they do not go through this. This is not for them. This is for really those who are going to be a part of Sunday morning and the discipleship on Sunday morning. So let's go through this here, and I'll go through these things. Uh, some, some, are, some are more self-explanatory, and I'll get into them a little more. Uh, learn and trust. You will put your name in the top, and then you will check off the things that you have, the places you've done, or things that you feel like you have a, a knowledge of, or things that you have already kind of gone through in your walk with God. Uh, I have trusted God in the area of salvation by repenting of my sins, being baptized in Jesus' name, yielding myself to the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I have draw, trusted God's plan for my for plan for me by allowing God to place me in an apostolic church. Recognizing, recognizing the word of God as God's cleansing agent and recognizing a need for accountability which requires my submission to the word of God and spiritual authorities in my life. Most of you in here will be able to check off those boxes and most of them all of those boxes. The second one in our discover to honor uh, section. I'm endeavoring to honor God with my resources. Two big resources. Time and talent. This is where you got to be a little more uh, self-inspecting than just clicking a box. I strive to spend time in the Word, prayer, fellowship, attend church activities, and services regularly. Now, we use the word services there. Either we're using gatherings because right now as we transition through wording, we're, we don't want to get lost in new and old, so we're just using some old terminology to help you understand what we're trying to say. Talent, I'm using my skills, talents, and ability to honor God in my work, family, and church life. I'm endeavoring to honor God in my daily life by having healthy thoughts, healthy attitudes, healthy speech, healthy choices, healthy emotions. i got to be honest with you. I don't know personally. Some days I can check off all those boxes. Hallelujah. If you can, God bless you. I don't know if I can always do that. So let's just say, for instance, you, uh, you didn't check off healthy choices because you struggle sometimes making good, healthy choices. And that's not talking about green beans over a pizza. That's a different healthy choice. But you're in, hallelujah. Making healthy choices, making healthy choices, making spiritual healthy choices. Maybe that's a struggle for you. So let's say, for instance, this is how we're going to use this. Let's say you don't check that off. And then later on, you and your small group leader can sit down 
And you can say to them, here's, here's my, here, I didn't check this box off. Then when, guess what? When classes come up, there'll be classes that are going to deal with how you can make good choices in your walk with God. That might be something you might want to take. So again, see what you're saying? This will allow us to look at, and I'm going to use this word not to freak you out, but when we collect all these, we'll be able to look at the data. Some of you are like, I have no idea what that means. We'll be able to look at the data, and then we'll be able to see what classes we really need to put forward first and what classes need. Because let's be honest, if everybody is making healthy choices, because I know all of you are, we don't need to provide something in that area. But if everybody's struggling with healthy speech, we might have a big red flag saying, you know what, we need to provide some, 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 some courses or some classes in this area. See how we're doing it? We're not taking this so we can go in and say, did you see Brother Mallory? He didn't check off healthy choice. I knew something was wrong. That's not what we're doing. These are private. We're not going to take them. We're not put, next Sunday, we're not going to say, uh, next Sunday, we're not going to put these up there and say, okay, uh, Angie Owens, let's see what Angie had to say. Oh, Angie, why'd you put, we're not doing that to you. That's not the point. So don't panic and think we are, we are doing this as a way to get into you so we can, we're doing this so that you can help us and you, we can help you. Got it? It's a tool. That's all it is. It's not a test. Don't panic over it. We're not grading you. It's a way you can help us help you. Got it? You help us, we help you. Got it? So, As we go through these things and you answer this, finally, healthy relationships. Oh, praise the Lord. I know good and well, some of you mark this, I'm coming to your house and erasing it. Because you know you're lying. I will strive to maintain unity of the body. I got to read the whole one on this one. By respecting one another as a child of God, putting others before self, and by forgiving and loving others as Christ loves me. Oh, Healthy works. I will respond in obedience to God as the expression of my love and faith. In the next one, serve and mature. As a recipient of God's love and goodness, I want to give the same to those around me, my family. I'm endeavoring to serve my family by shouldering responsibility and giving back to the family in time, effort, and money. Now you say, well, you know what? I don't always do that perfectly all the time. Maybe you put half a check. church. I'm endeavoring to serve my church family and ministry opportunities. Community. I serve my community by volunteering my time and resources to serve the less fortunate in our society. Missions. I am willing to be sent to other countries to serve others. In church. Now, I got to be honest with you. You may not check that off. I got it. Why do we put that in there? Because it's a mentality that we want you to get that's not about me. You're not, we're not going to be sending you to, to Africa. That's not what we're talking about. But we want to say, you know what? Is there a heart in you that desires to see things grow beyond what I can actually benefit me? Because you know what? Antioch West is not the only place you can go to heaven from. In this church for years, years, has been a part of serving around the world. We have sent, at this point in time, we've sent millions of dollars, literally. Millions of dollars all around the world to missionaries, to foreign fields. Bishop Wright 
spends out of out of this church's finances. He doesn't get paid to do it. He doesn't get his flights taken care of, his hotel. All of it comes from this church's giving. Bishop Wright travels all over the world teaching and ministering the gospel. Why? It doesn't benefit Antioch West. It's for, it's for everybody else. But we provide that opportunity by the way our attitude is. So you might say, you know what? I may not go, but I'm willing to be a part of helping enhance those that are going. Or maybe I'll help and be a part of it. And guess what? You know how you can go? Let's just stop here for a second. Do you know how you can go? You may not go there in a physical man, but you can go there in a spiritual man. Finally, number four, impacting by investing. The two things there is I'm striving to model discipleship. There are friends and family who look to my example and follow me as I follow Christ. Remember, model and multiply. And the multiply part is I am actively trying to reach an unbeliever to the Lord with the goal of making disciples. So there's two things in that. There may be things in that that you might be. So let's just say, for instance, you may not check off that box because right now you, you're, you're, you don't have anybody that you're, that you're actively trying to minister to. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. But what do we want to do? We want to give you tools and teaching and training of how to accomplish that. Because you know what would be awesome? You want to change your world? Seriously, how many of you here, I'm going to give you a bishop right question. How many of you here want to change your world? Seriously, now I've got you gun shy. Come on, be honest. Seriously, how many of you want to hear? You know the best way to change your spiritual world? Win somebody to Jesus Christ. Let God use you to help somebody else find Jesus. There is nothing, I mean this sincerely, there is nothing, nothing more rewarding than watching God touch somebody else through you. The greatest blessings in my entire life have come, not really from things that God has done directly to me, but it's really what God has used me to do through through me to do to others. We want to have a culture. We've been using that term. In fact, I got a chance the other day. It's exciting. I I say this not to be funny, even though it is funny. It's always hilarious to me when I say something and the bishop asks me a question. Like, wait a minute. Am I supposed to be asking you the questions? And so I made the statement the other day, and he was asking me that statement. And I said to him, we were talking about one of the things that we've done and it really started, those of you that were, that were here, especially from the very beginning, uh, in June of 2016, we really started with the idea, we used this terminology, we started with the idea to change the culture. Remember that? We, we talked a lot about it on Thursday nights, changing the culture. One of the ways we're trying to change the culture is to change the language. So that's why we started saying different things, talking about different things. That's why we're trying to say gatherings, not services. Because we're trying to change the culture. And another thing we're trying to change the culture is change some mindsets, change some things. That's why we talked about being a culture of love. i got to be honest with you, I don't think we've always been there. I believe we're there, we're getting there now. We're as close as we've ever been. But change the culture of love. So all these things we're trying to do is really not just trying to help you, but by helping you and changing you, we're going to change the culture of Antioch West and we will grow. Amen. It's not all about growth. It's not all about numbers. But let's be honest, we didn't come here to stay the same size. Let's just be honest. 
I got, if, that's, if that's your mentality, you and I, we're not on the same page. Because I didn't come here so just to take care of you and pat you on the back and help you get to heaven. I want you to get to heaven, but there's a, millions of people out there that need to go with us. There are thousands that drive by that road on Sundays that need to go with us. There are your neighbors and your friends and your co-workers and people that you see every day that need to go with us. It's not always about me. So we're moving forward. All of this stuff, you may, not, you may not have gotten a lot of what I said today. It may be very confusing to you, and you may, uh, you may have a lot of questions, and I understand that. And we, I did not intend, if I confused you, to do that. We will be giving you, in the next couple of weeks, take-home resources that you'll be able to see all this. You'll even be able to see some of the breakdowns of of class topics that we'll be providing once we get through Unlocking the Bible. But next Sunday will be lesson one of Unlocking the Bible because Unlocking the Bible is the first step into next steps. So we have to understand next steps so we can understand why we're doing Unlocking the Bible because without next steps, Unlocking the Bible is just a Bible study. And we don't want it to be that way. Unlocking the Bible is the first step in our next step journey. So everybody, we're going to do this together beginning next week, lesson one, and I encourage you again to be here for that, be a part of that, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, we will be providing for those that, um, that for instance, I know there's some people today that are sick that are normally here. So those that you may miss a Sunday. We'll be recording it. We'll provide you with that uh, recording so you can keep up with that as we go through this. But it's our desire for you to be here as much as we possibly can. And i got to be honest with you. There are people that are here today that got here at 945 that had to drive a significant distance to get here. They didn't just drive down the street. They didn't even drive from this county. They drove from far away places to get here. So if they can do it, you can do it. And we're going to go through this together so we become disciples of Jesus Christ and move forward and ultimately see God do great things in your life and through your life. Praise God. So again, I don't want to repeat myself, but I want to make sure that you uh, understand this. Next Sunday, next Sunday, we'll send out a reminder to this. Next Sunday, 945, will be lesson one of 12 of unlocking the Bible. And we'll be going through these step by step. And I fully believe, I believe this, I believe it, I believe it. I, I, let me ask this question one more time. I asked before, and I put, I put a time limit on it. How many of you have gone through a full Bible study within the first year? Let's just take that, let's expand a little more. In your entirety of your walk with God, how many of you have gone through a Bible study, a full, not a, not a, not a sit-down moment here, but a step-by-step systematic Bible study? In any time during your walk with God, how many of you have done that? So a little more, but still less than half. So it was more but still left in half. So guess what that means, which is exciting. That means for over half of you, this will be the first time. And I believe when you see it like this, you know what? I got to be honest with you, and I'm, 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 I got 30 seconds. When you don't understand the word of God, it's easy to walk away from, walk away. 
Because you're not walking away from something you believe. You're just walking away from association with the church. But when you get the word in you, what did David say? I will hide. Hide what? Hide prayer? Hide preaching? Hide teaching? I will hide thy word in my heart. To do what? That I might not. You got a sin problem today? I got a solution to you. Take some word. Get some word. Put some word in you. There's some things you can't pray out of. You got to get some word in you. Praise God. Amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord and give him thanks. Amen.